0: Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's, him! He's
1: him! Play the got him. He's got him. But got his birthday.
2: Go! Hello, everyone, and we are back for another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. Um, no, Scotty, this week, but I am joined by Glenn. Hello. And we've got Gary coming back as promised from the last episode. Welcome back, Gary. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime, anytime. So, um, if you were listening to our last podcast, you know that we were talking about uh, moments watching international cricket or domestic cricket that made us fall in love with the game. You know, it's a game that so many people just don't seem to be able to comprehend and get on board with and think that it's really slow and boring and yet we're so passionate about it. So we shared some of our moments that we just touched our hearts and were like, this is the game for us. This is the one that I'm going to obsess, of, uh, obsess with. And Glenn raised a point in the end of that one is this week we will talk about reasons that we still play the game. So it's a it's a tough slog, especially yep. if you're not overly successful at cricket, rocking up all <laughs> yeah, day, exactly. every Saturday, and uh, not being able to do a great deal. It's a, a very unforgiving game if you uh, uh, don't do it well. So what are some of the reasons that we rock up week after week for those many hours standing out in the sun and still play this game that we love. That's coming up.
1: We definitely needed a fortnight for that.
2: Yeah. There's certain times that we might not be able to come up with a reason. And then there's other times where we have them plenty of reasons. Um, we'll have a chat about the World Cup. We uh, Everything feels right. Australia's holding a World Cup trophy again. It just feels normal. So well done to our girls that have um, had some shaky starts to the, the World Cup but uh, ended up getting home and... Absolutely monstering it in that a phenomenal final at the MCG. So we'll have a bit of a chat about the World Cup. They did it the hard way. Um, yeah, they did. They did do it the hard <laughs> way, didn't they? Um, we'll also uh, we'll chat about our less successful men. Unfortunately, they went over to a uh, a working holiday of South Africa and um, didn't quite come back with the results they would have been looking for. Um, especially not that we expected. We've uh, talked about it a couple of times about that South African team sort of. Um, needing to sort of pick the pieces back up after some of their legends have retired. And they've done that a lot quicker, certainly, than I thought they would have. So uh, we'll get into that and also talk about um, the ODI series coming up against New Zealand, which is going to be a bit of an odd one because sort of messing up our uh, normal programming. It's, it's been a time on a tradition that sort of November through, you know, maybe early March is... Cricket. Just
1: feels wrong, doesn't it? And then there's it?
2: like that two weeks off and then football. But mm. this time we're going to have cricket and football on the same weekend. So it's going to, yeah, it's going to mess us up, I reckon. But very, yeah. very exciting nonetheless. Yeah, I, I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> All that coming up. Got it! Patrick Swalwell beautifully bowled. What a game that was. 80,000 people, 90,000 people would have been filling the MCG for the World Cup final between Australia and India. What an event that the Women's World Cup, T20 World Cup has been. Um, There have been – it started off throwing a whole lot of spanners in the works. Australia got upset in their first game against – against India. I'm pretty sure South Africa upset England. Um, New Zealand nearly got upset a few by the Sri Lankans. The Sri Lankans had us three for 10, chasing 120 in um, the uh, follow-up game, our second game. So we nearly, like, we were close to bowing out in straight sets until Meg Lanning and I think it was Rachel Haynes sort of steadied the ship and got us home. It was certainly an uh, an amazing spectacle for the, the game of cricket in general, but not only that, women's cricket as well, showing that... Um, that the rest of the world is starting to catch up. For so long, it's been sort of Australia and England have been the, the flag bearers of women's cricket, and the the, the the gap between those two nations and the rest of the world has been quite large, but um, it's um, certainly shrinking at a rate of knots. Um, some really, really big performances from so many nations coming forward.
1: Yeah, it was surprisingly close. Um, I think overall it was a, a good World Cup. Um, there is like the, the slight... <laughs> drama about the the semi-final that was was washed out oh, you can't um,
2: have a World Cup with um, without a bit of drama so yeah so the uh, England India semi-final unfortunately yeah. was ro- uh, completely washed out yeah. which meant that India went through as they were higher on they won their pool so yeah, they, they went th- they three. went straight through um, which is a bit of a shame um, England certainly would have liked to have gone down fighting rather than sort of just sitting on the sidelines waiting for the rain to stop to be bowed out. Um, there was unfortunately quite a lot of internet backlash in regards to this being some sort of karma to the technicality of their men's World Cup win against New Zealand, which I think is uh, is a bit unfair. Um, you know, it's a bit hard to lump them lump lump the girls. Well, in it's with not the girls. same team, is it? No, <laughs> it's <laughs> the, the same, same, same nation. The same
1: nation, like. How wide does the arc of karma work? It's <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, oh, you knew this guy who lives over there and, you know, you did something bad and it happened to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it works exactly <laughs> that how, way. How but, yeah. funny would that be if, yeah, you it's could, pretty good. if you could do bad stuff and then it would just swing
2: back around just on your mates, not you? Yeah, oh. karma was just having a <laughs> bit of a holiday and just went, ah, it's close enough. Yeah. They're, in, they're wearing blue from England. Done. Bam. <laughs> justice, right? Cool. Pina coladas. Yes, um, that's a bit of an unfortunate um, opinion to be having of this. I know that um, several members of the cricket fraternity sort of jumped to their defense going, that's pretty nonsense, um, a nonsense uh, issue to take with the, the women's cricket team. It's certainly not a, it's not a fun way, especially considering England's, England's caliber, of, like that they would have been odds on to, you would imagine they were probably the favourites heading into that game. Um, yeah, so they, they would feel like they were robbed of a World Cup final berth. They- mm, yeah, they will. Um, yeah, but They would have been confident
1: of beating India. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like, sorry.
2: <laughs> yep, those get, are the rules.
1: Get through first, I suppose. Yep. You know, um, they would have signed off on that. Just like um, at some point in the fine print... Um, New Zealand would have signed off on that, that, that rule in the actual World Cup. You've got to cop it sweet.
2: Yeah, the uh, boundary countback. What annoys me a little bit about this whole thing is how reactive the ICC is. I shouldn't is. say the actual
1: World Cup, sorry. I mean the <laughs> Men's World Cup.
2: <laughs> um, it annoys me just how reactive the ICC is in terms of its legislation. I mean, so after the aftermath of the Men's World Cup final, they abolished the boundary countback rule and i believe now moving forward in um, the uh, any world cup finals semifinals from now on they will be um, looking into placing in reserve days i'm just like why do we need to have a world cup ruined before you realize that this is going to be a problem like why hmm. was that why was not the semifinal cuz i had a, they had a reserve day for the final but why would they not have have the forethought to have reserve days for... You don't even need a full day. You need, like, a half day. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it comes down to money, though.
0: Like, you you think about it, because you need a ground. And you can play cricket on any ground in the world. However, you need ambos and you need gate staff and you need security and all the rest of it, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah,
2: I understand that. But um, they're looking at moving, putting those pieces in place for the next World Cup because of that. So it's it's not like they just know that's what it is. The, what, the final's important, so it gets the extra treatment. And they're now like, yeah, you got a good point. We probably shouldn't have teams make a final via washout, so let's look at having reserve day. So they're open to that. So I 100% get that it's definitely commercial. There's definitely so many things. And with the women's game still not generating the same amount of um, money as the men's game, that those sort of um, – those sort of issues will be things that are of, of great importance that they need to make it as ec- economically viable as possible. But seeing as they are prepared to take those steps, it just, I just don't get where, like, were they in a in a room and they're just like, you know, someone goes, all right, cool, we need a reserve day for the final because we can't have the final washed out. What a terrible end to a World Cup that'll be. And then no one went, well, what about the semis? Like, these are people who are in charge of running a sport. Like, how have they not thought of, running <laughs> reserve days for the semi-finals until oh, the whole world gets upset at it.
1: I think they were about to talk about that and the Chinese food showed up and they were just like, oh, meeting, meeting adjourned. They <laughs> were saying that though, they were in Australia
0: talking about it. Oh, yeah. If we were in England, and then have 15 reserve days because it rains <laughs> every other day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I get that. Like there's, you know, how often do you, how many reserve days you put in, whatever your reserve day washes out, all those sort of things. It's just, it's a really terrible look I think for any sporting event that can be so drastically affected by weather to the point that it can't be played to have finalists for your World Cup could you imagine like I know it's not the same because you know soccer plays through the rain but could you imagine if there was someone who just made it through automatically to the FIFA World Cup final for whatever reason it would just like it just wouldn't happen they'd find there's been worse things in the World Cup final like the soccer World Cup the the hand
0: of God. Yeah, the hand of God. That was t- I could see that before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah. Um well, what was the other one? Well, that was qualifying for the World Cup, the um the Thierry Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Irish never got to the World Cup that year. <laughs> Ooh. That
0: was tough.
2: But anyway, moving on to some happy news about the World Cup final. Oh, yeah. So um <laughs> Very reminiscent of the 2003 World Cup, Men's World Cup final I found from that game where um, Australia came out, batted first, and in both the Men's World Cup final 2003 versus India and the Women's World Cup final this year, went out and just they'd won the game by the end of their batting innings. Yeah. They'd just gone out and they just tore the Indian bowlers apart. This is an Indian attack that brought Australia to its knees in the opening game of the World Cup and they just looked a completely different side Australia came out, they were focused. Elisa Healy had that phenomenal knock, You know, 76, whatever it was, off 35 balls, really set them up for the win. Beth Mooney's knock is very underrated. She batted through the whole innings and just kept feeding Healy the strike. And then once Healy got out, really took over and made sure they finished strong. And just, they played India out of the game before India got a chance to pick up the bat. Same as in the World Cup final in 2003. They just played India out of the game by halftime. And, you know, marching on to winning with the ball was seen as almost a formality. And it was just a bit of a shame that 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 team that India brought out that was so competitive in the opening rounds just didn't seem to either through they just hung their heads or they just – the bright lights put them off and they just sort of choked, but they just weren't competitive. I
1: think think when you put the the pressure on in that sort of extreme manner that they – that the Aussies did – you know, what, they, they had a crazy amount off the first five. Um, when you're in a final, that that's just like that pressure that you've put on is just magnified because you can't, you know, you've got to win it somehow no. or you've got to try.
0: I, I think some of them too, like some of the Indian girls were very young. There was a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. And if you if you took me and placed me in front of 85,000 people and asked me to perform... I couldn't perform, but even if I could, well, well, what would you do? I'd uh, do what I normally do—freak <laughs> out.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's the first time they probably would have played in front of a crowd, even remotely close. That's the first time any. It's the largest crowd to a women's sporting event in Australia, and I think it's the.
1: There it would have been a fair bit of Indian support though, like they always come out.
2: Um, I don't, and for support the, the Indians for, I, I, for the final, but I just like n- neither of those teams would have played in front of eighty thousand people before ever. Oh yeah, um, regardless of regardless their, um, of partisanship. Or, yeah, they just they wouldn't yeah. have had that many people come to one of their games. Um, so yeah, it would have been a, a quite a, I guess, an intimidating, especially the, like um, the men's cricket teams that come over and play on Boxing Day, who were... Uh, you know, used to playing Test cricket in the big stadiums with big crowds, to get intimidated by mm. the um the sh- the the size and the the spectacle of playing in front of a packed MCG. So I can only imagine that for the very very first time that it would be and in stakes as big as a World Cup final, it would be quite intimidating for especially for an away side. You know, at least for the for the Aussie girls, they're they're still playing at home. You know, they're in front of their friends and family. They've you know. And largely a lot of them uh, in that wouldn't beds. have been
1: their first World Cup for a lot of them.
2: Yeah, was a for a lot of the Australians, some like, of them, would have, some would have had played probably three or four. I reckon, yeah. uh, probably yeah. five or six if you include oh, um, the One it's Day World few. Cups as well. So there was a very there was a very seasoned team as well.
1: Yeah, probably yeah. just experience
2: at the end of the yeah. day, and that's what it comes down to. The, the
1: and bat first in finals. Yeah, bat that seems uh, to always work, right? <laughs> no,
2: no. Okay,
1: well, you know the finals are coming up in our grade. Uh, we, uh, well, two of us here didn't make it.
2: No, <laughs> no,
1: no um, we did not. W- well, we don't know if you guys have made it yet. Uh, it's in the hand of, hands of the
2: officials. The hands of God, yep. <laughs> yep. cricketing gods. <laughs> um, just f- last final point, I suppose, on the women's world. I should probably t- another point after this as well. Um, so uh, Elise Perry. Probably our second favourite cricketer in the country at the moment. Yeah. Steve Smith, I reckon. I don't know. She might even have more props. You know, She's no lower than second, I think. She's either first or second in terms of everyone's favourite cricketer. Yeah. She has suffered a traumatic injury. She tore her hamstring off the bone during this World Cup and is out of action for six months. So that is huge news for the girls' team
1: did it at the right end of the season, though. Yeah, well, before
2: a World Cup final. She, she <laughs> probably
1: won't be backing up for soccer season this year.
2: <laughs> she, used to, she used to play both internationals, yeah, didn't it was she? Yeah, that's mind-blowing. She used yeah. to play for the Australian women's soccer team as well as the Australian women's cricket team. I yeah. don't think there's any Australian cricketers that would be able to do that. Oh, not anymore. No. I think the last
0: one that was, was it um, Steve Waugh? He got picked for both the Australian cricket team and the Australian soccer team. Really? How old was he? I don't know. That's a, that, I that, didn't know that. That's that's that's, that's far from my thing. Didn't yeah. even know he played soccer. Well, yeah. clearly you're not a diehard fan, Aaron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fighting words. Those are fighting words. And I suppose the last thing we should talk about before we uh, move on to something else would be the um, the team of the tournament. So. The, uh, the ICC brought out its best 11 from the World Cup. Um, Australia had five representatives in the side. So, um, you know, some strong performances at the back half of the World Cup after sort of struggling a little bit to sort of find find their feet at the beginning. So uh, Healy and Mooney, the Australian openers, were one and two. Uh, Nat Skyver, Heather Knight from England, Meg Lanning, Uh, Laura Woldvart, Jess Johnson, Sophie Eccleston, Anna Shrubsole, Megan Schutz, Poonam Yadav and uh, Shafali Verma was the 12th woman to make up the side so Mm. it was a fairly strong side So Alyssa
1: Healy didn't have a great World Cup but um, still made it I I
2: think she had um, she had ups and downs if she wasn't, she didn't have sort of any sort of middle, she didn't get any starts she either Got in and had a really big score, so there was. I think she had three fifties in the World Cup, and if she didn't score, she got out for about ten. So yeah, but um, I mean,
1: having such a great innings in the final has to um, sort of probably get you over the line.
2: Mm, absolutely. So, so yes, I think that was a fantastic event for um, for cricket. A, a definitely fantastic event for the women's game overall. Ninety Ka- thousand people. Katy Perry came out, so it um, it even got even more international exposure to places like um, you know, the United States would have seen stuff like that because, you know, Katy Perry being American coming coming across and basically blowing up all of her social media accounts with getting involved in that. And kudos yep. to her coming out and doing that despite being heavily pregnant and um, yep. still putting on a great show. And the final was on International Women's Day as well. Yep. Well, someone so, was going to win. So there was a... Like, um, yeah. Fantastic piece of scheduling there from the ICC. Yeah, someone,
1: someone there was like, oh, put <laughs> put it on International Women's Day and just like, what well, what's the meme, the little kid just like. The fist pump. Yeah, the yeah. fist pump.
2: Yeah. Like, I have earned my paycheck for this year.
0: <laughs> That's me done. See, yeah. the memes that would have come out if it had
2: rained that day <laughs> and it had know. to be moved. That'd be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah it yeah, would be Wouldn't it Jeez Because that was a big thing Coming through All this summer was Be there for the Women's World Cup final um, It's on International Women's Day Do you think You, Katie, you have to imagine That Katy Perry Would Katy Perry Have performed On the reserve day I don't reckon She would have No, I don't think I don't think Yeah She's six months pregnant She's already flown out To Australia For a concert Do you reckon oh, Can you just do it tomorrow I'll be like Nah
0: Wouldn't have been At the MCG it Would have been Like Dremoyne Oval <laughs>
1: Junction <laughs> Oval. Katy Perry and Tremoyne yeah. Oval. One night only. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of people come down from the pub.
2: Tremoyne's <laughs> actually not a bad ground to watch. Yeah, I know. At, so, but there's, there's not much stands. It's all no, like no. grassy hills and stuff. Yeah, it's old school cricket ground. <laughs> Day on the Green featuring Katy Perry. <laughs> or Night on the Green. Probably usually use Day on the Green. It's probably trademarked. Go! So uh, moving from the highly successful women's team to our moderately less successful men's team, they've just come back from South Africa where they were, there's no other word for it, they were trounced mm. by the South Africans in that ODI series. It was not great cricket from for our boys at all. No. But um, more importantly, great cricket from the South Africans who we were very worried that were going to be sort of fade into sort of cricket obscurity a little bit in their rebuilding phase, but they've certainly come out showing uh, a lot more teeth than I gave them credit for um, and yep. really you know, put us to the sword. Um, well,
1: there was that, that all-rounder. Sorry, I, I don't remember their names because I only saw a little bit of the first game and I was, I was watching it with ads because it's not exactly – Prime time for us. I think it started at three or four,
2: you know. It started at, uh, at 11. 11. And we watched the part yeah. of the first innings because it was, you know, 11 o'clock at night and we all yeah. both had
1: to work the next day. Yeah, I was on painkillers too, so I was only, I was not really with it. So, um, The name of the, the new all-rounder, I think his name starts with, his last name starts with a K? Klassen, I think you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, Klassen. That was a great innings.
0: Oh, the other all-rounder, JJ Smuts, he's pretty cool. <laughs> really? Really. I, <laughs> my goodness. In front of your face, my friend.
1: JJ Smuts. I know. I'd pick
0: that guy in my team every wow. day of the
1: week.
2: Um, but, yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> They're they just the team that keeps on giving, aren't they, they, are, they as far as the really names are. go. South Africa really bowled well to the Australian sides. Uh, they held um, our you know, vaunted Batting line up to well par, well under par, I should say. We were at two hundred and seventeen, I think, in the first game, two fifty in the second, and two seventy in the third. So we never really looked like getting getting going, and and South Africa chased them down relatively easily. So we we batted out our fifty overs in the last game for two fifty four, and South Africa won with um four overs to spare. Um, Labuschagne did score his maiden one-day international hundred in the last game, so there's some some positive news on the from individual players coming out of it a little bit, I suppose. Um, I wonder what
1: Scotty will think of that. We'll have to ask him next week.
2: Uh, <laughs> probably something. He we wanted at a run at a runner ball, so it was blistering pace. So he's probably going to destroy his technique. He won't even be able to look at a red ball now. Yeah, Scotty. Um,
1: yeah, I. <laughs> I, I, I can always get on board with that. I, I more don't like the, the T20 thing. But anyway, we'll wait till Scotty
2: comes <laughs> so he can defend himself. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Mitchell Stark had a phenomenally good series to Quinton de Kock. Didn't do yeah. much else against anybody else, but um, I'm pretty sure Quinton de Kock was very happy that the Australian women's team made the World Cup final. So, yeah. Um, Starkey yeah. went home to go watch his wife win the win the final, which meant he could get, get out and score some runs because Stark knocked him over with some peaches in this series. Yeah, well, well I saw
1: the the first one. It was like... It was, it was first ball of the game, was it not?
2: Yeah, got a golden yeah. duck, and then yeah. the second game we got him out for a second ball duck, so he improved by... Yeah, one fifty percent. Oh yeah,
1: Gave him a getting bit.
2: better. And then, um, and then the last game, Hazelwood knocked him over for about twenty odd or something like that. So, um, mm. so
1: t- it wasn't a it wasn't a prosperous a uh, series for Decoq.
2: Yeah, but it's his. I think it's his first.
1: Decoq never really got going.
2: It's it's Captain Decock now. <laughs> captain Decock. He's the captain of that side. Um, so. <laughs> Well, I think he captained the side very well, despite the fact that he probably well, he didn't contribute as much as he would have liked with the bat. But um, mm. he certainly looked good out there as a leader of men. Um, and they got plenty of um, plenty of buy-in from the rest of the side. There were plenty of people like say, Classen. J.J. Smuts ended up scoring um, a bunch of runs in there. Milan scored 100 opening the batting in the second game. There was quite a few people that all chipped in. Um, what do you think
1: uh, JJ Smuts' like side hustle is? <laughs> Does he play bass in a band or something? I reckon he might. Did you go like, to uh, a baby, reggae band or something? Yeah, yeah, or or at least like he might lead it. Like you know, be JJ Smuts and the you know insert uh, interesting name. He could
0: also be a, like a private investigator with that name. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, he, he's
1: definitely side hustles as a, as a PI.
2: GG <laughs> <laughs> Smuts PI. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else came out of that? Ngidi took a sixfer, and I believe he's the fastest South African to fifty ODI wickets. Mm. I think of all time. So that's a pretty big. Um, yeah, Pretty big he's, feet there. He's, he's much better in
1: the short form, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think he, he sort of uh, he benefits from the fact that the batsmen have to go at him. Yes, one of those guys, you know. Um, and this is he, a series he, he gets left a lot in tests. You know, he can't he can't put it consistent enough yet. But.
2: And this is a series that South Africa played without Kigizo Rabada as well, and they mm. handled us quite handily. So um, yeah, young side. Fair bit to, fair bit of work for the Aussies to do. What do we think of the side? We still happy with the makeup of the side. They went in la- with the same top four as um, the last series. So Finch and Warner at the top with Smith and then Labuschagne at four. And then um, they had what they have. They had Mitch Marsh. made his way back into the side. They tried Darcy Short as our closer, which with mixed success. He got two fifties in that series. So um. Good to see Darcy getting in there, and I, I don't think it's, that's—it's
1: a little bit out of his um his regular role, though, isn't it? Mm, but and he th- was. And this is what we always talk about: picking picking guys where they're they're comfortable in the role that they play. we
2: well, he certainly made a fairly good fist of it. I think the thing that worked against Darcy Short is he never got to go out with a license. He had to go in and rebuild because we kept losing wickets fairly consistently. That he was in there early so to, too early to just go out and finish an inning. So he never actually got to play as a finisher. He was playing as a middle-order batsman, and I think he held yeah. himself quite well. Um, well played with think- a lot of composure when he needed to and certainly some very good hitting when he when the opportunity arose. Just sort of never really got to really just let loose and go for goal because we're never in a position of strength, so we had to keep building an inning. So I think there's certainly a lot that you can work with there. Um,
1: well, I I can't really think of... How you could I mean the only way you could make that top order more solid would be to take out Finch or Warner. You wouldn't take out Warner and Finch is the captain. So that that's a bit of a problem because if, if they're collapsing, you can't think of two more solid players really than Smith and, and Labuschagne at three and four. Um so Oh we know these do is- they do they need to balance out that power, do you think? Like you know, they have- Finch is a dasher, Warner's a dasher. They don't have that guy who's going to, you know, if, if, if conditions are hard, who's, who's going to battle through it and make that, you know, 80 off 100 balls kind of guy.
2: I think Finch and Warner have both shown that they can play with that sort of composure. I just think that Australia in general just didn't play very well. Yeah, um, so it's like, not a personnel problem. I don't either. think it's a personnel problem. I just don't think they delivered. Um, the the only personnel issue that I would probably say that we've got, um, shock horror, would be uh, Mitchell Marsh. Yes. <laughs> um, so Mitchell Marsh's returns for this series. I should
1: have got Andrew McDonald to play that role.
2: <laughs> so he got uh, 32 of 41. With the bat in one game and contributed one point three overs for twenty one runs. So he did, wow. So he did nothing. So just a little bit more than nothing. Thirty a start is probably worth mentioning, but no. So just a start. <laughs> um, hey, that was my
1: average this year.
2: <laughs> in the other game, he thirty six off forty five. So another start down the order, and contributed nine overs, none for fifty one. Oh, yeah. Great. So, you know, going at basically a run a ball and not taking any wickets. And then for our last game, one moment, he contributed with five overs for 35, so going at seven runs and over. Hmm. And he got 16 off 19. (laughs) So World class. That's what you tell him. So... So he yeah. didn't take any wickets. He bowled out of a possible 30 overs. He bowled, what, 11, no, what, what did I say, 5, 9 Less 14. Than so he bowled 15 overs yeah. out of a possible 30. So he bowled half the overs that he could have bowled. Yeah. And it's in South Africa, so it's not exactly a spin-friendly condition. So it should have been conditions that would have been suitable for a, a pace all-rounder. How did how did they how did he how did he bowl one point one? He must have won the yeah. the game.
1: He was bowling when they, oh, when they right. won the game. I, I thought they were like you know what Mitch, know. you've you've gone you've for twenty one had... off your first over.
0: Hey, pull a hammy, pull a hammy, fake mate. an injury,
1: <laughs> fake an injury, and we'll finish the over with Darcy or something. Oh,
0: how embarrassing <laughs> would that be? In, like <laughs> top level of cricket.
1: <laughs> Just
2: just pull a hammy, mate. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't think that Marsh has really done enough in the last series that we played, and then moving into this series now. Like uh, they, Langer said he was giving Mitchell Marsh another go because they wanted to keep the winning component of the last the last team together moving forward. Yeah, my, in my opinion, Marsh hasn't done but enough. It's,
1: but it's continuity when it suits them, isn't it? Yeah, continuity of selection, and it always seems like. Mitch Marsh Marsh is
2: getting the, goes the, the that guy who deserve. gets the rubber He he shouldn't have been he hasn't got the performances on the board to have made his way back into this side which is what we talked about before the beginning of the of the when they announced the the squad we were skeptical of Mitch Marsh being in this squad because he hadn't put the performances in Shield the Big Bash or the one day cup to force his way back into the international spotlight they've picked him purely on you know he's one of the boys, and yeah. now he's gone through. He's in the role, in the job as an all rounder. You'd say if he was a successful bowling all round, like if he could, if he was successfully bowling two thirties and a runner ball fifteen or run a ball sixteen might uh, that might get you a stay of execution. But the fact that he but, didn't, uh, he didn't uh, chip in with the bat. Yeah. And was a liability with a ball. I don't see how he goes through to the next series. Yeah, and against... they're giving him a big chance too. Like he was batting at five. Mm. Like, oh, he batted at six. One game they they bumped short up the order. Yeah. For for in to, in one of those ones. But yeah, he was batting. Not if, only was he batting. He's trying
1: to find his feet. He has to bat at seven. You know, you don't get this preferential treatment where oh, we want to look at you, so we'll bat you at five. Like no, earn it. Earn it when you get in at seven, and you get an opportunity, whatever it is, make runs. I, I don't. I'd only like to see him bat in the nets and
0: not in the middle because
1: <laughs> I, I just no, don't I'm, rate. I'm the more guy. concerned I'm about. I'm fine his. with him playing in the Sheffield Shield and no. playing in. Um, he's not allowed to even play in the in bat, BBL. No.
0: <laughs> oh, I just he just gets so many opportunities. I know it's it's not his I fault. I don't understand how.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't either I don't I, I don't agree with it either But it's not his fault It's just
2: He keeps getting get it. It. It's, it's getting to the point now That Australia keeps picking him Because they've devoted so much time Into making him into a national cricketer Like we can't give up now We've spent all this money on getting him to this point I mean it's just And this is what I was hoping With the new selection panel We just get to this point That we be cut our losses Pick someone who's performing
1: Well George oh. Bailey's an all-rounder mm.
2: Oh, I'm sure he'll roll the arm over if he has to. Good old gorgeous George. Um, you've got to think that Maxwell comes back into that side when he's fit. So someone's yeah. got to make way. Um, the issue being obviously Australia likes to take an extra seam bowling option into one day's, depending on how many are going to go with a front line spinner. Well, I can,
1: I can still think of three or four players that fulfil that Mitchell Marsh role better than he does. Um, you know... Stoinis is the obvious one. Probably Omrieks could do it in the fifty over game. He's he's got pretty good form in that format.
2: Domestically, it's been a long. He hasn't ever done anything for Australia, and a few opportunities he was given. But um,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, but, um, the, but obviously the 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 sticking point there's always been well, who are you going to pick to bowl that extra overs? It's it's not even Marsh. Marsh isn't even bowling for that side now. So I really think that he's his position in the side is very, very tenuous. Like, if, yeah. he's, if he's not bowling, he's a lot of overs. They've, they've got enough part-time bowlers because Maxwell's a good – If you
1: wanted to go a bit younger, you could try Sean Abbott.
2: And you've got um, uh, Will Sutherland coming through as well. Oh, that's right, yeah. He, yep. um, he's, he just come off come off a six for and won the game for Victoria in the That March was in, shield. The sh- in the shield, yeah. So like,
1: um, I thought he was a T20 guy. Yeah. Um, I just think he's a, just Purely a, purely because that's the only time I see him. He, um, I think he
2: batted he, at eight for Victoria, seven or eight for Victoria in their one-day domestic company. He ended up actually, I think their top order got blown out of the water. He ended up yeah. scoring about 55 off 56 balls or something and yeah. actually gave him something to defend. So he's could be one of those guys that you'd, bat at seven ahead you know behind Alex Carey and could be yeah. that or like and if he, like the James Hopes role that yeah. we used to have or Faulkner who was he was underrated, wasn't he, James Hope. He was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah.
0: he was an honest
2: toiler. He was he didn't he was. get um nearly enough credit for the work that he put in. He just You look at his you look at his first class stats. Like not even like
1: everyone knows he played quite a few one day internationals um and kind of filled that gap for a little while. But um you know, on on his first class stats as an all rounder, yeah. He, he, if he played in a different era, he would have. And that's he would the have problem made it. with Australian cricket.
0: If I would played in a different era, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I've been looking at a lot of bowlers lately in the Shield competition, and um, and if some of those guys had played in a different era, yeah. That's that's coming up. Uh, I've, feel bad for him. It's it's
2: really tough to crack the side as a bowler right now. The Stuart Laws
1: and the Martin Loves of the world, yeah.
2: You look at the the uphill battle, you've got to make the Australian test side as a bowler nowadays. You've got um, Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins all playing for New South Wales and rightly or wrongly there is a New South Wales bias in the Australian cricket team that's been talked about for years. I personally think it's because New South Wales makes better cricketers. That's why they play for Australia. But there's always those sceptics out there that say that it's um, just, you know, they're in each other's pockets, but well, when can't we sh- argue when we with- start
1: getting players who are you know playing for Queensland and bring them in to play for New South Wales, um, I'll, I'll admit that they've got a a better a stronger side.
2: We've had a couple of or what you call them expats, I suppose. Shane Watson was a um- oh no,
1: Shane Watson was New South Wales first. He went up to Queensland. Oh no, he went down to Tasmania first, I believe, to get a run. And in the stateside to, because he couldn't get it
2: and then and, made it in Queensland.
1: Came but back uh, actually, and, no, I think yeah, he did. He was uh, he was uh, he played his junior cricket through Ipswich. Mm, yeah, I, I like, think I'm wrong about that. Okay, all right, I'll give you what. So it's,
2: it's not all the time, but yeah, there's <laughs> but they're young, they're successful at Test level, um, and they're they're looking like they're fit. So that looks that's looking like the the going to be the mean scary face of Australian fast bowling for quite a while. Is yeah. that um that New South Wales. But getting triplet. back to our um, all rounder, if if you're looking
1: down the the way of um, Will Sutherland as a guy bats low and, and is more of a bowling all rounder, you could bring in uh, our our mate Michael Nesser. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm just saying. Mess another for one. That. <laughs> <laughs> like he could do it. Like one day is your number seven is not going to have to bat much more than ten overs very
2: often. No, it shouldn't, absolutely shouldn't if the top order's doing the right thing. And I reckon, so I'm claiming that as my four or five people. And depending on how you go, you could even go, depending on the conditions, I mean, it's, Adam Zampers bowled very well for Australia over the last few years. He'd be tough to leave out, but there's also that possibility that you just go with, um, say, um, if, if Darcy Short is going to be in the side for a while, you run with Short, um, Maxwell, and maybe Labuschagne to chip in a few overs, and then you run with four quicks instead of the three quicks and a spinner. Yeah, and then um, you would yeah, you would need to try and fit an all rounder in there somewhere. It's kind of like just rolling the dice. It um, really
1: is, isn't it? Like,
2: but the one thing to take out of this though is that this this Marsh madness has to come to an end at some point. Like, how many chances does the guy get? Like he's not even being used for the role that he's being picked for at the moment. He's be, he's basically being picked as a number five or six batsman that bowls a little bit instead of a genuine all-rounder. And I actually was on the podcast a few episodes ago going, well, Mitch Marsh actually has respectable one-day international stats. He's averaging mid-30s bat and ball with, you know, a hundred and a few 50s. So he's not a, he's not a muppet at one-day international level. But at, at some point we've got to just – We've got to pull a pin. Marsh is not international standard, and we need to look somewhere else. And whether that means that we play, um, you know, 40 overs out of our three quicks in our lead spinner and then make up the other five with guys like Maxwell, Short, Labashane, or we actually need an all-rounder in there, I don't know. But uh, I know that uh, that, uh, Mitch Marsh is not doing the job that he's supposed to be doing, and we need to look somewhere else. He's not yep. dynamic enough as a batsman to be batting in the lower middle order, and he's 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 a non-entity with the ball at the moment.
1: Yep. So other than that, you're happy with the personnel? I think so. JL just needs to crack the whip.
2: I, I think I do think they need to certainly look at um and also <laughs> it is concerning that in three games that we didn't get going, but we're not that far removed from quite a successful ODI series before that where. You know Warner and Smith and those guys over in India scored a heap of runs. So yeah. um saying that though, we didn't we didn't get flogged.
0: Let's just be let's,
2: let's, uh, well, well. The last game they won with five overs to go. Yeah. Um, the first game we were chasing two seventy, we'll roll or two ninety, we'll roll for two seventeen, and then again, I think the other game we scored two seventy, and then they yeah. chased it down. Yeah. So we
0: weren't, you know blown roll, out of the water
2: but South Africa were certainly comfortable for yeah, they, for most of
0: those those games other than de kock nobody else looked bothered really mm.
1: yeah they're good at bothering de kock
2: so moving forward from there for the australian men's side we've got this ODI series against new zealand starting this week um we've got the we've brought out the old 1999 world cup retro uniforms to wear which look Oh, the ones with bent. the Southern
1: Cross, the stars with that—that's got to be the
2: best jersey of, yep. of all
1: time, I dude. reckon. You but, know,
0: you know, you're old when it's 1999 retro, and you remember how old you were in
1: 1999.
2: Yeah, yeah, sad. You were getting out of your teens at that point. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and there's been a bit of debate. Michael Clark's come out and talked about, you know, what the why are we having a one day series against New Zealand at the end of March? Which is kind of got a point. It's running in a football season. And that's that's weirding me out. It's been forever, it's been Gabba, November, yeah. test matches, end of February, one day is a done, 40 season starts, and then we get into winter sport and then we And we were a bit bit at a loss, you know. It's just uh, like for just don't the, know how the, the to last field.
1: three week you know, the what, last month or so since the uh the tea. big bash finished. It's sort of like, well, what do we watch? You know, yeah, you're spoilt for choice if you've got your streaming services, but, um, you know, if you're just watching free to air, there's one game of women's Twenty Twenty that was televised on uh, free to air, and that's it. Yeah, and then all there's of a sudden, no, no ODI series, no. You know, the Tri Series was like, you know, it just felt right in summer. Yep. You know, you get you get whoever you played tests against and some team that you wanted to help develop Zimbabwe or Sri Lanka and then Sri Lanka came and shocked us that time because they were going to be the also rans you know. Like
2: that that whole thing has just been erased. Yeah. Where did it go? Everyone's off playing their own bilateral series now. i I, yeah, like we've talked about it before, how good was the the, tri, the Tri-Nation Series. I think I said it last time. And it was it really... probably went on a
1: little bit long, but other than that, brilliant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think – I don't agree with Clark's comments that we're playing too much cricket and that these one, these matches are, uh, are pointless, but the, the thing that's come out of this summer is that the scheduling in both when the games are being held and the broadcasting rights has been a disaster. An absolute yeah. disaster. Now I understand that it's very difficult to schedule um, the men's ODI series over the you know February because obviously the Cricket Australia is trying to emphasise the T Twenty Women's World Cup and yeah. they were taking up a lot of the grounds. The drawback to that is the broadcasting rights meant that no one could watch them. So for anyone yeah. who doesn't have Foxtel or Ko, they've watched the Big Bash final then they've had no cricket for ages, and then all of a sudden, right when football's about to start, they've suddenly got three ODIs against New Zealand, and then people are like, well, why? And the, the feeling of why should I care about these games is certainly um, I, I, certainly justified. I, like, I, I have a theory
1: as to how we could make us care about those, these games. Have a hybrid of rugby league and cricket Oh, oh my god! <laughs> well, no, not. Andrew Simons don't is blend, coming out don't of the time. Blend, don't blend them in, you know. Just like yeah, Andrew Simons would be pretty good. <laughs> like have like have a game of cricket, and then have a game of football between the same sides. Yep. Okay. I think. I don't know who would who would be. Our, I think
2: we'd still beat the Kiwis at that. I mean, most I don't know. Of their, they've got Neil Wagner. He would be a good rugby player. But most player. Of their good footy players are busy playing rugby. They don't play yeah. cricket. Ross Taylor, I reckon, be the one. Like he's a you he's, know, the mountain, yeah, big, yeah, solid Maori guy. I reckon he'd be. All right, Aaron, be tough to stop. Aaron
1: Finch would probably play in our front row for that yeah. side. Could You'd, you imagine um, Adam Zampa? <laughs> Oh my God! He's a winger. He's like no, he's like an
2: old-fashioned. No, he's not. Mitchell Stark. He's an old-fashioned
1: Rod, Rod Wishart-style
2: <laughs> winger, man. <laughs> oh. It's the games moved on. Brett Dallas. Games moved oh. on. You're going to have Hazelwood and Stark on your wings. They're the big towering guys to jump over the top. Though, speaking of, did you see the footage that came out? It was during the Ashes. They were having playing touch football to warm up before one of the Test matches. So the 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 Australian cricket team were playing touch footy. And Steve Smith threw this phenomenal cutout pass. Oh, and he yeah, was the I saw that. on the wing. It was so good. And I'm like, yeah, he, he would fit into yeah, like, some sort of fairly competitive rugby league team. Like, I'm not saying he play mm-hmm. first grade NRL, but he looks like he'd just be able to rock up to, I don't know, some Sydney grade competition and just be like, all right, um, can I have a go? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. And he'd get a run because he yeah. looked like he knew what he was doing. It was Baseball. great. So,
1: like face ball across like twenty five meters hits the guy on the chest. Yep. Yeah, and he goes in the corner. It was great. So
2: Smitty, I reckon, would still be. The I, don't, guy to I, I be.
1: wouldn't want Sids in in my uh, rugby league cricket hybrid. And then, <laughs> I mean, if 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 it was if it
2: was one all, he's all heart. Uh, he'd 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 run. He'd hit up all day and make a thousand tackles, but he'd drop the ball over the line for the game winning try, and you'd know it. Yeah, you'd know it. he he'd would just it. It'd tumble out. It'd be awful. He's he's just not got the build for it now either. (laughs) He's just too thin. (laughs) You feel like
1: you get hit and it's just like snapped like a twig. Give that
2: boy a steak. (laughs) So, what do you think, Gary? What are your opinions on how this summer has gone? Do you think that we've, uh, the cricket's lost a bit of its magic, you reckon, over this this summer? Uh, No,
0: not really. I I understand what they're doing. I understand what they're trying to do. They do have to make money. They do. that's, That's the other issue. Once upon a time, it, like you were talking about the Tri-Series, you'd have, obviously, three teams, and there'd always
1: be that one
0: game. Well, it's actually a few games, but it was Pakistan v. West Indies. Yeah. And nobody's there, nobody's
1: watching. I remember Mm -hmm. one year, Pakistan and the West Indies made the final. There was no Australian team. But
0: when when they couldn't find another team, or everyone's busy, that'd be Australia, Australia A, and... Whoever. Whoever. And I don't know how many times Australia and Australia A played each other. I love those
2: games, they though. They were fantastic. <laughs> Do you remember the game when Paul <laughs> <laughs> Rifle was murdering Australia and then they picked <laughs> him as 12th man for the final? Yeah. <laughs> so Australia yeah. A couldn't play him? I'm yeah. like, that's, that's wrong. Dick <laughs> dastardly, I love like. That's like Douglas Jardine level wrong. <laughs>
0: but no, the, yeah.
2: <laughs> I love, I'd like I personally... To- for multiple reasons, enjoyed those the the games that didn't involve Australia. The first being it's cricket and I'll watch it. But the second being is if you've had a long summer of nothing but cricket and the other members of your family who want to watch the television at some point during the summer are getting a bit antsy and you know that your girlfriend's probably gonna get a bit pissy at you if you keep watching cricket, you could sit there and go, Ah, oh, it's all right, love. we won't watch cricket tonight. Let's let's have a Let's have a family night, and you knowing that it's not Australia's not playing, so deep down you yeah, you're okay with missing the game, but you come off looking like a, a legend because no. your girlfriend doesn't know the difference. She'd be like, "He's passing up cricket to spend time with me," and you look golden, and then you've just got all those browning points for later you're on.
1: You're crazy. D- does Amy listening listen to this? You you're putting your cards on the table, if you. You
0: idiot! Don't <laughs> tell
1: people you're doing that. No. Yeah. no.
0: <laughs> No, no, I've,
2: yeah. I've had, I I've had a great
1: one. Like, right? Yeah, Aaron has so, said this before, and I just said yes, uh, and I would think about doing that, and I would still watch the game between West <laughs> Indies and Pakistan. Yep, yep.
0: I bought a whole like a, I've got a whole other lounge room just for cricket because <laughs> <laughs> my my missus hates it. Yeah, and I try to get into it. She's not interested. No, I don't care. I still, it's a hard. You sell. should watch this. She's watched Peter Settle's hat trick on his birthday, like, so many times. Right. Don't care. Watch it again.
1: There's just no investment. It's tough.
2: Yeah. Amy's pretty tolerant, but... You yeah, can see her she, eyes glaze over, especially yeah, when we're watching Test cricket.
0: Is she watching it though or is she on a phone?
2: Uh, so she's not whinging phone. when it's on. So uh, I'm, she's quiet. Like I'm happy. <laughs> You're comparing I'll, you. I'll I'll leave it at that. Like if I get more than that, that's great. But so long as I'm left alone while it's on, then I'm that's the that's the level that's the minimum requirements I have yeah, for my enough. girlfriend to watch cricket with me. And then if I get like, what's going on here, or why is that out? It just is out. If you're on the pads, it'll take it too long to explain. It's just out. If your girlfriend asks
1: you why that's out, it just is. <laughs> just the, the one that bugs me is,
0: who's winning?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: First day of a test it's match. Like
2: 10 minutes in, it's, Yeah. who's, who's winning? winning? It's day one of a test. You yeah. know it goes for five days.
0: You just make it up. Oh, we well, are. Yeah. <laughs> three hundred <overhead. laughs> Oh, really? Already?
2: Yeah. I saw a great meme of like I don't know it was just some some guy with a really distressed looking face and that was the caption struggling with the summer of your girlfriend asking who's winning on day 1 of a test match. Just, yeah, just you twitching. <laughs> but no, it's um that, that was always good for those for those ones that couldn't quite keep up with the, you know, the demanding girlfriends, those those sort of extra games that you could just sort of put to the side and go, I'm not going to watch this one just for you. I know you've had to put up with a lot of cricket, so we won't watch it tonight. You're like, meh, I can handle not watching it. Australians aren't in it. I'm not going to see Ricky Ponting score 100 anyway, so let's go and and watch a a bad movie about people falling in love in funny ways. And then you look like you're a legend and you get... You know, it's just it's See, taking got, a little bit of pain
1: for a long-term game. I kind of get the same thing about the people falling in love for odd ways by watching Pakistan play West Indies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. we, we have <laughs> segued quite a lot. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. So who do we think – how do we think we're going to go against the, the Kiwis, boys? We've broken out the um, – the, the 99 style jerseys. I'm pretty sure we're moving in with a pretty much unchanged side.
1: I think we'll be hungry and I think uh, JL will put a bomb up them and I'm expecting a, a very good performance and I think they'll beat them 3-0. Uh, I, I Even
2: think if there's
1: only two games.
2: I tend to agree. I think <laughs> we're going to get um, the benefit of some home cooking. I think we're going to win. I think the Kiwis will probably get a game off us though. Um, I think probably the last one. I reckon we'll win it 2-0 and I'll I'll pip the third. I'll experiment. Yeah.
1: I'll put Nessa in at seven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 2-1. All day.
2: So the first game is in Sydney on Friday. Like I said, the 13th of March. Uh, Then there is another one on the 15th. That's also in Sydney. Oh, cool. And then when's the last one? It is the 20th. Twentieth is the last one and then we play some T twenties. Melbourne. That one oh, no, Hobart is Hobart. in I think. Is yeah, Hobart and then Because we'll, they don't get a test. Then we fly over to um New Zealand actually. We go to New Zealand for T twenties. Take it back. What's not a um ODI T twenty series, we play ODIs here and then we go over there for some T twenties. Yeah,
0: but it's just like going to another state.
2: <laughs> it is a little bit. It's closer than playing in Perth. Uh, they won't they won't be very happy with that. <laughs> what about you, Gary? So we've got 3-0, 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 as well. 2-1 as well. I think... Um, player yeah. of the series? Uh, Moe. Like, Mo.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say Warner, but I don't think so. I think Cummins.
2: Yeah, well, I think Cummins as well. I think he's going to have a really strong... Start. I think Warner's probably going to be a leading run scorer, but I think Cummins will be the player of the series. Um... Well, I'll
1: go different. I'll I'll say Stark will get Stark. Yep, cool. Going to get over the
2: line. Cool. Back in the home team in for a win. All right, bouncing back. Good to hear. All right.
0: He's got him. Knocked him over. The pressure was too much.
1: Okay, so uh, a couple a uh, couple of weeks ago it was. Now, um, we decided to have a look at why we play the game. Have a look at ourselves. Good look in our mi- in the mirror. Um, season's over now, so it's a good time to reflect. Um, and I'm just going to throw, throw to Gary because he's got, he's, he's going to lead us off and he's got a good one. All right. So, um, the reason I play
0: the game, honestly, after all these years, all right, it's the mateship. It really is. Why did you like off, off air? You said you,
1: we won't like this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cause I'm going to bring up a few points.
1: And you probably won't oh, like it. I don't yeah, like right, it yeah. because
2: that was my one. It's, that's, and that's <laughs> the <another> reason you, <laughs> you wouldn't like it. <laughs> you took my one. took my
0: one. I spend oh, the better part of a Saturday hanging out with a group of guys that I don't see much throughout the year. I always stop and say, good day. we'll text each other now and then. Yeah. But they're not, I don't know, they're not guys that I spend days with yep. during the week. And we always pick up where we left off, mm-hmm. and it's there's always running jokes and carrying on. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I don't know. You miss those guys in the middle of winter, but I, I didn't
1: realise that was
0: what it was like
1: at the Redbacks. I just assumed you guys were all evil. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. we're <laughs> all dick dastardly, mate. Don't worry about <laughs> no, it. Just, not not
1: third grade. Third,
2: just for some, third grade are, are good, good. Just fun. for some context, um, Glenn and I play on the same cricket team, and Gary plays on one of our. Uh, Rival clubs here in our hometown, so there is a bit of friendly banter going on. But, um, but yes, that's so. So everyone knows where we're coming from and what's going on. So Gary, yeah. Gary is, is actually he's an opponent every yeah. now and then. Oh, every now and then, and I have had some he, great he, games against you. Guys. He did say that he was going to come and join us this year and reneged at the last minute. Well, oh, so. they, they rang me and said you need
0: to come
1: and play. We only <laughs> have
0: dine. I am like, oh, Rodio,
1: um, <laughs> come play President's Cup next year. Oh. Put him on the spot. Oh, I had yeah. I had a very
0: rough weekend. It's not a no. I, I didn't know. hear a no. And I don't. I honestly, I can sit here with my hand in my heart and say I don't know if I want to play cricket again. That's right. I
2: need to come to a new club, fresh beginnings, change is as good as a holiday. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I won't cut you off. What? What? Well, it, it it is the mateship. It's it's all those sort of things,
0: but it's also the rivalries. There's a bowler in town that I. He's not ni- such a nice guy, but I could never get him away, and I finally got him away one day, and yeah, ever since then we've 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 sort of seen eye to eye, I suppose. But yeah. then I've, I've also I was I remember walking in and, in a game, and uh, the batsman who just got out walks up to me and said, "Oh well, this guy," and I said, "I oh, don't don't worry about it, mate. I'd, I've faced more balls from this guy than you've." Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> the guy he's referring to is me. Yep. And that guy proceeded to bowl me a slower ball, which I can't pick the first one, but every one after
2: oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, gone. It's It's actually really funny to watch in the nets. You ever see us bowling in the nets? Every time I bowl him a slower ball, the very first one, you'll either miss it and I'll clean bowl him or he'll sky it or just find some way of getting it out. And I'm, I'm not very good. This is not like you know, deft McGrath style bowling. It's sort of loopy and and or it cuts a lot. And he always messes up the first one. And then two or three balls later I'll bowl him another one and he'll hit it back over my head. And I thought, We're playing a we're playing a T twenty? Yeah, we were, yeah. And I thought, All right, I'll give him one ball just to make sure that I've uh I don't get too sort of giddy with excitement. Because it's the first time I think I've actually bowled against you in a game. In a game and um, so I don't get giddy and excitement and throw it down leg side and waste the ball. So I gave you just a stock standard sort of seam-up delivery, which I think you politely defended. Politely, yep. And then the next one, bowled the slower ball, and I actually heard you yell, oh, oh no! no, before you hit it. And you hit it, <laughs> hit it up in the air. And what was even worse is it was caught and bowled, so you had to run past me as
0: I caught it. Yeah, but I, I don't – there's not many – Bowlers who's just gotten me out, and I've walked over to and gave a hug to. Yeah, it was, but it, was <laughs> it was good.
2: It was, yeah, but yes, I, I actually, you nearly saved your wicket because <laughs> I nearly laughed so hard that you were just already like you just you're halfway <laughs> through halfway your through the sh- Oh no! <laughs> and wasn't hadn't hit it yet, and went ah oh, because you know when you've just laced it straight to a fielder, you've got that. It was before you've hit it, you've realised that the gig was up, and you've just shifted into the air. Taking a regulation court and bowled, and I was like, "Oh, that worked perfectly."
0: Yes, well, and it—I it, I look back at that and like, yeah, I got out for next to nothing, and I actually might have got out for actually nothing that day. But that was that was one of my most fondest memories of cricket. Yeah, with, with some of my friends. So,
2: yeah, sweet. I think um, I think you're at like I think mateship is going to be a very common theme across this one. Um, same. It has to be. Um, like cricket, especially especially for those of us that aren't blessed with the kind of ability to, that our uh, national counterparts have, can be quite a hard slog. If you're going in against a side that wins a toss, bats first on a hot day, and you end up chasing leather for 300 runs, you've got to be committed to playing the game and you need that support network around you. Because cricket can be a tough, like a, an unforgiving game if it, get, if it goes wrong for you. Uh, just the other week, um, I had a game where we... Arguably cost us the game. I put a, their opening batsman down on about 30. He went on to score 90. The team ended up scoring about 245 and declaring on us. And if, we, if I took that catch, he hit it straight to me. It wasn't difficult. Just stuffed at the end. Um, I put him down on 87 too. And then we put him down on 91. <laughs> and I think uh, Steve-O put him down on 11 as yeah, well. Yeah, that was a really tough chance, that one. We're not going to hold that against it. They're Steve. all hot in the slip. But, yeah, I've got to walk around on the field. It was out at deep mid-wicket, so I've got to run, still go out to deep mid-wicket for the next 60 runs that this guy is putting on Because and knowing that every run he scores is just like a, just a little needle in my skin going, that one less he should have got. And then obviously I came on a bowl, and he put me over the fence for two sixes, which hurt even more because I'm like, not only is that ruining our score, but it's ruining my figures, and it's my own goddamn fault. Did did you smack talk him? Uh, No, I don't smack talk. I don't smack talk a lot of batsmen to be honest, because I'm not very good at bowling. Well, do you do the stare? I think I've done the stare once. (laughs) Come on, you You,
0: you you can't
1: exactly stare down a guy. This guy was was cracking. Like he he was sitting there on, on at top of George 1 which is pretty big ground yeah. and uh he's he's hit it down onto the road oh. um yeah i had to get it there were some guys doing some electrical work on some telegraph poles and they told me where the ball is that's that's how clean he was hitting yeah, it yeah probably don't talk that guy <laughs> Just-
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they would. call him Sir. See if he can hit it into the uni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a tough game sometimes. If it doesn't go your way, and I think mateship's what really makes it something that you keep rocking back up. So you want to hang out with those those guys. Like um, my uh, my groomsmen for uh, my wedding was my brother and three of my cricket teammates. So um, yeah. So it just it just works out like they, those bonds that you. Um, that you, that you share going in? I think with all sports, not just cricket, you have that with all sport. I think with the mateship thing, like
1: because you've had a little bit of a struggle, like cricket is is a struggle and it, it can be a very long day. You know, like if, if you're playing a rugby league team that kind of sucks, you're going to have bad 80 minutes. Uh, you know, you're playing a soccer team that kind of sucks. You're going to get blown out over, you know, 90 minutes. and Then you go home. Cricket In the- cricket, it goes on all day, and you guys kind of just like you go through that with with your go- with your your team, mm. and um, yeah, it just forms forms really deep bonds. You you know that you're going to go to the pub afterwards.
2: And cricket's also um, one of those sports. We're looking at it too, especially if you're bowling first, like because it's you know you take turns to bat. You you get off the field knowing it's now your turn, and you're just looking at a score that you just you just know you're not going to chase down and you've got to go out and face <laughs> the music for the next however long it takes your team to lose. Mm. And and there's that as well. We see don't get like, it's all happening at the moment when you're playing sports like soccer and AFL and rugby league, where everything's happening around you and you're always in the action. Whereas with cricket, you go out there and you're watching everything disappear for, you know, two or three hours. And then it's then your turn to go and try and chase it down. And <laughs> As much as you like to sort of have the, the, the most faith in your teammates and yourself, you just go into some of those and you're just like, yeah, there's no you, way that we're going to win it, this.
1: You've done it so many times with that group of guys that you know how it's yeah. going to go. <laughs> but
0: I, I think I think if you walk out with that mentality, you've already, already
1: lost. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 try
2: not to, but there are all sports.
1: You go into that going, you just it's it's hard not to have a mentality like that for our second grade (laughs) side because we haven't won one for two years. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you guys are better than that, and I know that. Yeah, well, we've we've been a little bit unlucky with rain and such. Yeah, um, but yeah, there there was a game that we had this
0: uh, earlier this year. It was actually a 2020 game, and we lost so many wickets early, and it was me. And everyone kept getting out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's oh a terrible can't thing. be serious. And I remember <laughs> saying to one of the guys at the other end, nothing stupid. We can do this. Like, let's just go. <laughs> yep. First one, just dirty hack, bowled. <laughs> then the captain come out, bowled round his legs. It was such a good <laughs> ball. I walked over to the bowler and, you know, give him a glove punch because that was awesome. Yeah. I felt bad cuz my captain just got out, but dude, that ball was epic. Um,
1: I love this beach because there's there's been a high profile ad right. We won't know it in that you know name Eesh. the company. Um but yeah, the the ad where the guy goes, "Okay, we're we're three for nothing." Nothing stupid. No, and the first ball, he just does a massive swish, and somehow all, all, all three threes. of his stumps get knocked out. I don't know how.
2: <laughs> and then he and he just looks at him like, "What the hell?" And he goes, "Oh, I was just a good nut, mate." <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was a dirty hack. It and was, it, uh, and it,
1: the reason that's so funny and and such a wide, you know, um, that was such a successful ad because everyone has had that experience, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, though, it ended ended really well. Um, it was the second last over. Mm. I think we needed five runs. Yeah, and you watch T twenty games on TV. Oh, five off the last over. Oh, piece of piss. But you would be out in the middle and do it. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, and I I know I needed <laughs> I needed to get down the other end because I couldn't see anything and. And I just said to the other guy at the other end, who just hit a four, I said, right, um, I'm going to hit this and I'm going to run. Yeah. Um, I hit it straight to the fielder. <laughs> Which I told him to go. Yeah. And I stood there and looked at him. And then, then it dawned on me, oh, no, I'm supposed to be running. Anyway, <laughs> I ran myself out by about a metre. <laughs> but, but I wasn't angry. You, Alan Donald it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. He, he had a brain mount and Forgot how to run. <laughs> but yeah, I just <laughs> we won that game, and I didn't, oh really? I didn't care that I got run out because I told him to do it. I don't like being run out any other time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, you you, you, well, you are right though, Aaron. Like it, it is the only game that you can. You're you're part of the team, and that it's a very individual effort.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think um, as a kid before I started really following sport like you um, as a kid I was into things like you know Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and all that sort of things that kids are into you know Superman you know Goku from Dragon Ball Z all these things are all sort of characters I really liked and they were you know heroic figures and I, I see cricket's got that ability to do that because like you said it's a team sport but there are so many opportunities in cricket to that you well, not an opportunity there's so many instances in cricket where you're actually you have to play on your own. So it's a very um, individual game and it's a very team game. And I think that always appeals to me. You know, it's one of the reasons why I like watching the game is yet to watch, you know, the the, the players take part in these heroic actions, be it either it's a tail-ender that's got to, you know, survive with Alan Border and try and chase down the runs or it's, you know, Gilchrist or Ponting or someone like that well, having a swashbuckling innings back that, against the wall.
1: That kind of um,
2: thing is part
1: of why why I play, because you, you can create your own iconic moments. Yeah. None of us are AB or Bruce Reed even. Like, Bruce Reed's probably still a better batsman than us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, like, um, but it gives you know, the- you, you can, you, like, Gary remembers that moment. I remember the day that Scotty and I ran, each, well, I think I think I got run out or something like that there was a run out where I had turned to Scotty and said no three times. And for some reason he was still running, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's a, it's some, there's something really, um, binding about failing. So, so poorly
2: together, you know, (laughs) I just think it's a platform where you can, um, it's it's a sport where you have that platform where you can actually be, okay. So I suppose heroic, you can actually stand up and, you know, yeah. be like when you're batting like you know if you're sort of the muppet guy on the football team you might not get the ball past you that much or in a yeah. soccer team you just put sort of in the midfield or the back somewhere out of the way yeah. um in cricket when you get out to the middle doesn't matter if you're one of the best players or one of the worst players if you're out there batting it's just you yeah. and 11 other blokes it doesn't matter you, there's no hiding now yeah. and you can you can live out those moments where you can try to stand up and be counted and i think that's if it's other than mateship that's probably the one thing that keeps me going back is is you know i'm not very good at cricket as much as i like to pretend that i am not very good at cricket but i i'm always eager for that challenge of getting out there and just hanging around yeah, and trying to make my own the heroic challenge. moment
1: it's it's probably one of the toughest games as far as um, punishment for momentary lapses yeah if you if you think about it you know baseball you go out and you have three wild swings and you get out, but you actually come back around, you yeah. know, and you, you get another shot at it. Um, you know, cricket, you might not even have one wild swing. You might go out there with the perfect, uh, you know, the absolute perfect uh, Preparation. mindset. Yeah, you might be in the perfect set mindset and you might just get an absolute peach first up and through all,
2: no fault of your own, you've got a zero next to your name off one ball. And then you um, go back and you sit down and you can't do anything again, especially if your yeah. team then, say, if you're opening the batting and then batsmen two and three go on and put on like a 400-run partnership and then mm. you're just sitting around doing nothing. And it does it does feel bad at those times, but that really makes
1: you appreciate the times where you overcome, right? You, you get through that opening spell um, and, you know, say – you know they've they've sent you in for a few overs before you before the end of play. I think the best feeling is when you get to stumps, especially as an opening bat. If you get to stumps uh, through a, a short kind of burst, that's a, a great, great feeling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think yeah, if that's that's probably going to be my reason. Just the it's the personal challenge as well as playing in a team environment, playing for each other. You also get that ability that when it's all said and done. No one's no one's got your back when you go out and bat. You need to be able to do it yourself. There's no hiding behind the you know, the the classy half back or your big forwards. Yeah. Um you know, when it's all said and done, you're out there, you're facing the bowler, there's no more hiding and you've got to stand up and be counted. And I think that's something I really yeah, relish about cricket as for well. Sure,
1: yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that, but but now that you mention it. Um one of my favourite things about it is is trading stories at the end of the game. And I've just got to share probably my favourite moment of the season, and it ha- doesn't actually have, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with our team, because we have a team in uh, President's Cup, uh, who have done quite well this year. Uh, President's Cup is a, a slight step down where, uh, you've you've got to have a certain amount of juniors in your team. Um, un- the, mi- under the, the age mix, of team. the
2: mix is seven and four. It can be juniors yep. or seniors, but you need to have seven. So, of one and four of the other.
1: So our side's made the semis and uh, we have a somewhat inexperienced captain, um, Scotty, Scotty Beecham. I'm not sure whether he'll listen to the podcast, but if he does. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Scotty. It's a different Scotty to who's normally here. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you could always tell how this his, his team had gone by how he was walking into the pub. <laughs> you know, it, when they hadn't done so well, it was a bit of a trudge. You know, like, you know.
2: When when they had gone well, he had a massive shit eating grin on his he face. He just had this, yeah,
1: yeah. And he, he had this strut, you know, kind of lean back. He almost glowed you know, when he walked. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. And it was, and he, he didn't even tell you if you asked. It was like, H- how did you go? And he'd, he'd have the scoreboard yeah, about to say that. under his arm. If he went well, he, he had just, the scorebook with yeah, him. Yeah, he would just slam it down on the table and say, you see. <laughs> and he, he's massively proud of, of his team and, and good on him.
2: Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I'm the president of the club that we play for and Glenn is the secretary. So we, as officials of the club, are very proud of this team. So yep. that's what we'll be doing with our first free Saturday in several months is <laughs> yeah. going down and flying the flag a bit and cheering him on. But uh, um, And I'm, I'm hoping to
1: see a strutting Scotty him come Saturday night. That'd be great. <laughs> that'd be lovely to see, actually.
2: <laughs> exactly. You, you, you can tag along. Yes, so I think that sort of wrap. Anyone's got anything they need to add? Any other reasons they really love the game? Um, I I am.
1: I'm gradually getting uh, used to enjoying the opposition a little bit more. You Mm. know, before it would just be really like, um, you know, I had problems with with particular members, some from Gary's team, but not not your team, but just from your club. Uh, But now I'm much better at laughing it off these other guys, and, and just enjoying the banter between the other team. Like, there was some pretty good banter um, a couple of weeks ago when you smashed one at your work, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah. And I, think, I think he's forgiven me. His hand's still swollen up too, so I've, uh, I'm pretty sure I broke his finger, which, considering how hard at the ball, I think it's lucky that's all I did. Is that the first time you've ever broken anyone else's bones? I think so.
1: Oh.
2: And you have two two younger
1: brothers. So that's a pretty good effort.
2: The trick is to not leave permanent marks. Otherwise, <laughs> mum and dad find out. Oh yeah, I God.
1: broke my little brother's column. That's Mone. a whole other conversation. It's <laughs> a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there's that. Um, and playing against, go- like, a guy who I'd grown up playing the game with in Lithgow um, recently. So I'm enjoying the opposition and I'm, I'm enjoying – um, testing younger players as they come through and and as I play now, I sort of more think about the legacy of, of them experiencing the game. Um, uh, you know, I got rolled by a 16-year-old kid a couple of weeks ago and it was just an absolute cracker of a oh, ball. Oh, yeah, I was umpiring for that. Oh, my God, that was a good ball. <laughs> and it's, it's just kind of like... I only got one that day, and I wasn't that upset because I was just like, this kid just bowled me a brilliant wall, and, and that's good. That's good for the game. Oh, Left oh.
2: arm, in-swinging, oh. full length. Left arm Cleaned up, middle <laughs> and off. Left arm <laughs> should <Yeah>. be outlawed. <laughs> it was it's not a thing. Phenomenally good. I just I, – I, you turned around and walked off pretty much straight away, but I was – the look on my face, I was gobsmacked. just like, holy – yeah, it's yeah. not very often you just like go, God. Uh, I hope Glenn puts me down the order, so I have to. You know, I can come out after this kid's finished his spell. I don't want to <laughs> face that. <laughs> Christ!
0: All right, best. What's your best? Do you do you remember anything of the summer? Uh, best shot or well,
1: of, best, of our first pers- my personal game. moment? Yes,
0: your personal game.
1: Um, I I enjoyed the game of third grade who played against you guys. That was a first game, wasn't it? Yeah, that I, I wasn't. So. I wasn't there for. I don't know. You were there. You were there. I'm pretty what? sure I got you out. Yeah,
2: you and Langers were um, batting slowly. Yeah, well, that's how Langers bats.
0: Slowly. <laughs> slowly.
2: Um, that was good. You ended up. Um, it toed and froed a lot that game. Um, you got us sort of on the ropes a little bit early, and we stormed back and had a pretty strong finish. Oh, yeah, and then I
0: remember that one. And
2: then. Cameron White ended up scoring a mountain of runs early on and we got him out and then we got a few others out and then you and Langer sort of rebuilt it and then we took a bunch of other wickets and then right at the end you guys I always have to do that. Go on home re- rebuild it. it. was um How am yeah. I the rebuild guy? It was um it was a good game. Other than the fact that we lost it was a good game. Um <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: I can't um, I, I had a pretty good year overall. Like I was pretty consistent. consistent. There's no one moment. To I was stand the, I always enjoy straight drives. I'm, a, I'm a big straight drive. There was always a straight drive against someone. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll I'll go two weeks ago against um, one of your mates, Ricey. Oh, Dino. Yeah, I just walked down at him and hit, and hit him, hit him over mid off. Uh, quite enjoyed that because he's a good bowler, respect. And, and he's
0: a nice guy too. Which yeah, is
1: I know. Really Which annoying. which makes you really want to crush him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, he is. Has? never had a problem with
2: Ricey. Um, i look at two from this year. I think the first first game, um, I came on as first change or second change. We were short a few few bowlers that week. Um, ended up bowling nine straight overs. And ended up with two for 30. Um, and I'm pretty sure before that game, I probably wasn't considered for a very large bowling option. I'm sort of more of that seven or eight, give you four or five overs if you if you need it sort of thing. That wouldn't have been a, one they would have given me the ball for a long period of time to. Um, in that spell, I bowled. So I got a wicket pretty early, um, and then bowled pretty tight. Um, it was really horrible um, conditions. It was really windy and things like that, which was making it really hard to sort of you know get the line right. Yep. Um, and the captain's come to me. Um, Will you hurry up and get a wicket? And the very next ball, I cleaned this guy up, just like perfect plum full lbw. So I was pretty chuffed with that. Uh, as for batting, I had an astonishingly bad year with the bat. Just awful. So my highlight would probably be the same, uh, same game as Glenn's. Um, right near the end of the game, uh, needed to see out Well, probably another 15 minutes or so. Or no, 20 minutes when I got to the crease. To, needed to see it out to fight on for the, for the draw. Um, we weren't going to win the game. Um, third last over, spinner comes on. Just try to behave myself. Just get the front foot forward, cover the spin. Ended up popping it up in the air three times, nearly getting caught at bat pad. So then the last over, the spinner came on. Um, we didn't know it was the last over at that point. It was just that was it's a time cut off for our uh, for our comp. So um, with no big glowing scoreboard, we didn't know what the time was. So he's come on to bowl, and I just thought to myself because at this point the um, the opposition captain had put in four guys all around the bat. So I'm like, if I I'm I'm going to stuff it up. If I defend this, I'm going to get out. I'm just. There's four guys around the bat. There's holes somewhere. So first ball's come down, and I've just taken a big stride forward and just creamed it over long on for four. And sort of I sort of started off for a run, and then um, obviously went four, so I turned around, walked back to the mark, and there was the keeper and the four guys all around the bat with their hands on their hips with these looks on their faces like, what was that? <laughs> How is this the guy that nearly got out at bat pad three times and over ago? And without them even asking anything, I've just said, Well, the last time I tried to defend it, I nearly hit it to that guy. So I just hit it where you guys weren't. And then <laughs> just laughed. That was probably yeah. my highlight because it, was, it was a very, it was a, a season filled with low lights with a bat for this year. So that's probably my one highlight. It was a, <laughs> a, a lofted four over mid or, of long on. So, you know, it sort of speaks volumes <laughs> how my season went. <laughs> Gaz. Um,
0: couple. I hit an inside out cover drive against, against one of the, biggest guys I've ever faced. Was it um, Luke McCake? No, not no. The, uh, Luke. Luke, he's, he's, he's gone a bit soft. Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. But, yeah. Don't tell him. No, I won't. <laughs> um, but the highlight of my year, other than the fact that I am now the rebuilder guy, send Gary out there. Yeah. He'll, he'll hold an end up. Score. That's what the girls tell me, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is my keeping. Didn't have to keep full games this year because there's another guy on our team. Mm -hmm. Um, I took two catches in the same game of the same bowler down leg side and if if I tried to move, move that way now, I couldn't do it. I don't know how I got there. I don't know how I got my hand out there, but I did it twice in one game and I don't care what anyone says. That was great. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you, you you feel you, you, you sort of go man if I would have done this you know ten years earlier
2: yeah how sore I would were have you been in up morning for on Sunday I couldn't walk <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: be brutally honest
0: could not walk because after the first one I was so G'd up I was bouncing around and carrying on and I woke up the next day and I I had to
1: drag myself you, through you, you felt every single one of those oh, little jumps oh my god.
2: Well, you actually had me, not that I'm complaining because I love doing the work, but you had me bowling 11 straight overs a couple of weeks ago. And then that combined combined with the hangover I had because it was my birthday that weekend, I was practically just mummified on Sunday. I was (laughs) that rigid. It was...
1: Yeah, well, it take, you know, know I'd, 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 I'd fossilised
2: on the lounge. That's how stiff I was. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I thought that far ahead. I sort of felt, well, you know, if you're going to be hung over, you may as well be sore as well.
2: <laughs> get it all out <laughs> of the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't think I think ahead of these things? I'm the captain, man.
2: <laughs> 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 all right, I think that will bring our episode to a close. Gary, I'd like to thank you for coming back again. Oh, Welcome. It's been lovely to good. be here, boys. Welcome any time, mate. Oh, Any time.
1: Yep There's another mic there We oh. could become the four Well there hasn't been a Scotty here for a while So I, I know
2: You'd have to You'd have to feel it at point we'll Drag there. him in Oh yeah I'd feel it at point Well we could go three slips well, Three slips
1: The bowlers have got a good I'm, line of
2: length <laughs> I'm, I'm Oh no no he'd be keeping I'm, 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 a say, I'm also a keeper
1: so Oh that's right <laughs> That's what I tell the well, girls apparently. too
2: Apparently <laughs> <laughs> I've got two of those in in the last ten Got to be Going <laughs> well well, so that'll do us for another episode. Um, Like we said, always, we are available on anywhere you can find. Great podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all those fun places. We also have a Facebook page. We also have a Twitter account. Um, get on board. We'll um, share some of your cricketing moments, things that make you want to go back. If you're listeners that also partake in the great game of cricket, what's some of the things that you love about the game that you want, You want? keeps dragging you back in every year? Yep. We want to hear from you. We'll put something up. We'll put something up. Get involved. It'll be great. Um, so I'm not sure we're going to talk about next week, but I'm sure we'll figure it out between now and then. We might even get Scotty to come back. He's, uh, he's been pretty busy for 2020. He hasn't, um, hasn't made many. Nah. That's all right. All right. Two of us will do. It's just the batting has gone really well and we've had to spread the field. So we've got one slip and a gully.
1: (laughs) Well, there's Gary.
2: And now Gary. So he's the keeper though. (laughs) That's
1: right. Okay. Oh, as long as I don't talk
0: like a keeper. Just uh, the keepers don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've learned over
2: the long years. Yes, they they do. They make up for their sort of. It's usually the bad keepers though, yeah. keepers that can't actually keep talk a lot more. Keepers oh. that can keep talk when they need to, but the keepers that can't really keep are just. It's like yeah, their um, their guys. sledging game makes up for their lack of oh, don't, um, don't need skill. Don't
0: sledge. Don't
2: sledge. They play a good
0: shot. Good shot.
2: Anyways, that'll do us for another week, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on the airwaves next week. See you later. Aroo. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea
1: has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care
2: duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.